In our quest for truth, we are often seduced by positions of power. But from before this world was made, truth existed and the wise knew to stand in awe. The foolish chose positions of power and a third fell with Lucifer. Sin is just that, choosing position over truth, foolishness over wisdom, fear over grace. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. So welcome to SSU. Thank you. Thank you. And before we begin, could you please give me your name and one pet peeve that you have? Well, my name is Vanessa, and I, um, I really have issues with the English language. A lot of things don't make sense. Uh, being an editor, they, they just bother me. So my, one of my pet peeves is that we drive in parkways and park on driveways. That's pretty frustrating. <laughs> just doesn't, I don't understand how that came <laughs> to be. Bothers me. Right. Well, that's actually very understandable. Now I'm annoyed with it. <laughs> I passed my pet peeve to you. Yeah. You're welcome. No, no problem. Contagious. <laughs> well, hello, my name is Ashley, and one of my pet peeves, one of them, is when people talk when I'm trying to sleep, even if it's in like oh, another room. True. Like hearing words are disrupting my dreams. So one person loves words, one doesn't like words when they're sleeping. I love words when I'm awake. Interesting. <laughs> okay. My name is Marcellus, and um, I'm gonna do mine. I'm gonna stylize it a little bit for all you Book of Proverbs enthusiasts out there. <laughs> There's one thing that I hate. Two things that are too awful for me. <laughs> Improvisation and misrepresenting God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm supposed to do the verse too. You are. All right, then I'll just stay here and do that. All right. I'm gonna be reading from um, Proverbs 8, 22, and I'm actually gonna also read 23. And then, for my own personal sanity and context, I'm going to say that this is actually wisdom crying out, like it's, wisdom is talking here. All right, Proverbs 8, 22. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting. From the beginning, before there was ever in earth. All right, I'll pray. <sighs> Father, thank you so much for wisdom. Please give it to us. In the name of your son, Jesus, amen. 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 All right, so let's just dive right in. This is lesson four. It's called Divine Wisdom. What kinds of things do we learn about from reading Proverbs 8? I'm assuming you guys read Proverbs 8. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a general question. <laughs> Such a broad question. What do we learn about wisdom from reading Proverbs 8? Um, well, wisdom in, in Proverbs 8 bears a remarkable similarity to um, our notions of Christ. Um, if you, you could read it and it almost sounds like Christ talking. Mm -hmm. um, that's one thing. It's very what, similar to um, the language in like John 1 yeah, and yeah. Genesis 1 about creation. Stuff like that. I just like that it was personified, that wisdom is a person yeah. and not a thing to be obtained. Mm. Yeah, wisdom's people too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, what stood out was just that it, wisdom and foolishness, they're almost um, pursuing people, mm -hmm. which I found very interesting. Um, 
Not, and, and then we often talk about how we're after wisdom. Yeah, we're, trying we're trying to find wisdom. It's like wisdom is trying to find us because wisdom knows we need to be found. If it's so wise, then why doesn't it just find me? <laughs> 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 why would I have it? Huh? Answer me that. Are you wise enough you know to what? accept or it? Maybe foolishness has already found me. Oh, okay, this is making me sad. Let's keep going. Right. <laughs> the personification there, to me, the, the main thing was like, it is, it is after us. Both ones are Both entreating ones. and inviting. That, that active seeking there. So can you think of other places in scripture that support what Proverbs 8 is trying to tell us about wisdom? It doesn't have to be specific, but like for me, when I think about wisdom, the first thing that comes to mind is the wise man and the foolish man and how the wise man chose to build his house on the rock. Mm -hmm. Or even like the verse, which is another Proverbs that says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. But what's yeah. the beginning of wisdom? The beginning of wisdom. It's to acquire wisdom. That's also in Proverbs. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know, I feel simple, but I, I think of Abigail and Nabal, and Nabal actually means foolishness, and how he dealt with David when David is like, I've been protecting your fields and your sheep for all this time, and Nabal was just like, and I'm not going to give you a sandwich. So <laughs> I just feel like um, I, another personification of specifically foolishness there mm -hmm. and how it was juxtaposed with Abigail's graceful, like, Word. sorry about that, the wisdom that she, mm -hmm. she had. I just think about Jesus saying to people, you know, I would tell you, but you wouldn't believe me. Mm. Like a big part of wisdom is accepting it. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, and that's where, where the hardheadedness and the foolishness comes in, when we just resist and resist the truth and, and the wisdom that is God himself. So I think Jesus, <laughs> I feel like, honestly, when I read the gospel sometimes, I'm like, Jesus must have been like, he's up there like, like, like Facebook yo, every time. time. <laughs> someone, someone presented me the idea of like, a lot of people, I've heard so many different sermons try to like explain why Jesus wept, right? And um, I, I, it's hard to like put any validity to any of them because it's like, well, it's not giving us a whole lot to go on other than the right. fact that he wept. But I remember someone presenting it that way right. of being like, he was, he was weeping in frustration. frustration. Yeah, they were just like, they just wouldn't believe him. You're just like, you guys just don't get it. You just, right. just don't. <sighs> it's true. LNG White says that in the um, Desire of Ages that he was saddened at the fact that there were some in that group who were actively plotting his death after they just saw the miracle of him raising Lazarus and after all the miracles and after everything he said and everything he's done, it's just sort of like they still Choosing don't understand. to reject yes. the truth and the wisdom. Yes. So do you think that there's a connection between wisdom and happiness? If you do wise things, you won't end up doing things that make you sad. <laughs> I kind of feel like the more you know, the less happy you are. <laughs> or at least that's what kind of the way like Ecclesiastes tends to go is like Solomon, like you see him like gain knowledge until the point where he's well, like- But gaining knowledge true. isn't necessarily yeah. that's true. gaining wisdom. That's true. Yeah, no, that's and, true. and I can understand how yeah. knowledge would be a burden. Like you-, you Yeah, that's true. The yeah. more, mostly the, the knowledge that you're acquiring is the knowledge of evil, the knowledge of how things are bad mm -hmm. or not working, or you're like, man, I wish I didn't know that. Yeah. That can be burdensome, but, but applying knowledge, um, is, is the okay. wisdom. Is yeah. yeah, the principles of wisdom applied um, I, I just take issue with the word happiness. Okay. I'm, I'm, to me, joy and happiness joy, are distinct. Right. Hmm. 
Um, you can have joy while you're feeling sad. And so I don't know that you're, you're going to feel happy because you apply the wisdom to your life and live it out um, and, and practicality that you'll, you'll feel happy. But it can prevent. It can prevent, you know, not every mistake is necessary. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there's some mistakes that you're like, hmm, if I had applied some wisdom, maybe I could have avoided that. So maybe not so much that it'll make you happy, but it, it will keep you from making yourself sad. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, like that makes a lot of sense. Like okay. wisdom applied properly makes you joyful. Exactly. Um, verse 32 in the same chapter, it says, Now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. And um, I read somewhere, actually in the lesson, that blessed actually does translate into happiness. So if you keep the ways of wisdom, if you practice what wisdom is teaching us, person of wisdom is teaching us, then you will be happy. So then it would be, now therefore listen to me, my children, for happy are those who keep my ways. Oh. Right? Yes. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah. Also, several verses above that in um, 30, wisdom describes it, it's to keeps, it goes through like this slew of like talking about God, like mm. what I was to God. Mm. And it describes itself as being God, I was daily his delight. Mm. Um, and so there's another connection between wisdom and happiness is it, mm -hmm. it, it personifies itself is God's happiness, which is, mm. that sounds pretty good Huge. to me. Yeah. Okay. I'd like some yeah. like God happiness. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, just rejoice. So now that we know that wisdom can be connected to happiness, how is wisdom connected to receiving instruction? I know for me, I listen, I don't always, okay, I hear, but I don't always listen is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's important to listen to instruction because it can prevent a lot of things in the future, but I choose not to sometimes. There's that choice. And Proverbs is full of Man, verses like, that yeah. say, okay, you can, t you can rebuke a fool and he will be upset with you, but you can instruct a wise person and he will respect you because mm -hmm. he understands that, okay, maybe I did something wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should listen and heed what you know this brother sister in Christ is telling me maybe I can learn something my mind is going to elementary school where it's like you you're in class and you know what you're supposed to be doing your your desk is supposed to be neat and you're supposed to do your homework and you're you know you're supposed to be getting A's so the 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 goal that you're striving toward is always clear but it's like how do I get from A to B and I think that's that's where um, it comes in. The, the, the trick of wisdom is being teachable and moldable and, and embracing and accepting the fact that, yes, just because you know what doesn't mean you know how. Right. You know the right things to do or what, what your goal is or where you're trying to get to, but only you're not going to find within yourself the how. Nobody's born knowing how to do everything. You always need to be, someone needs to, to help you and guide you. And if you won't, allow someone to do that, then you're just in your own foolishness in a, in a downward spiral. So wisdom is kind of seen as instruction applied. Right. So if it's instruction applied, why is it so difficult for us to receive instruction? I have an answer, but I don't want to dominate the conversation. No, what is your first? Your first thought. Well, with 
I mean, I'll speak for myself. I'm hard-headed. Like, when people tell me what to do, it's, I want to do things my own way. I'm a, I'm a first child. I've always been very independent. And my parents tell me all the time, like, you could have really avoided that if you just listened mm. to me. And in my mind, I'm just like, you don't know everything. I want, <laughs> I want to do it my way. Maybe doing it differently might <laughs> come up with a better outcome. Like, it, it never does. And my parents are going to watch this and be like, I told you. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Five points for us! I'll <laughs> 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 be like, well, at least she knows she don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, instruction is... I love, I love getting instruction sometimes, and sometimes I feel exactly like Ashley, like, well, I don't... Well, I guess my real thing is that, like, what you said about feeling like, well, you, you don't know everything. Mm. Oh, man, that's like my mantra. Like, I, I don't think that anyone knows everything. Like, it's, and so there seems to be so many different ways, or so many different possibilities, at least. And so it's really hard for me to um, just, like, accept everything that I hear from someone. But I'm generally willing to, but that has come from not right. doing it so many times and, like, having to bump up against a wall and, or whatever. Right. And it just hurting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which for me is... I, um, and over the past, you know, the beginning of this year, I've been really, um, God has been calling me to focus on um, the garden and, and the struggle, the willpower, the power struggle there. Um, and so it's kind of like, it, for me, the simple answer to everything is pride. I think every, every problem you have comes from a, a pride where you just don't want to submit or you don't want to admit or you don't want to, you just don't. You know, you, I sometimes will hear Satan's voice like, you're so dependent on God, really. You can't do one thing on yeah. your own. Like, you're just, you're just so incapable. Or, you know, if you depend on God for everything and you're always constantly doing his will, then that just makes you a robot. Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of, and you just, your inner, your nature, your sinful nature just kind of recoils from that feeling where that in, incessant every minute, every hour, every day dependence on God. Um, and to your own, because it doesn't affect God if we're not wise. It just it only affects right. us, you know? <laughs> so it, it, to me, is a pride thing. I think we don't like to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. I, and it's not even just pride, and it's not even independence. It's just like, well, I'm going to, like you said, I'm going to do it my way. Or, mm -hmm. um, like, we get a bookshelf, and we have all these pieces and all these little nuts and bolts, and, and you put the bookshelf together, and there's instructions, and you're like, oh, I can figure this out, and you put the bookshelf together, and you have, yeah, like, five nuts apart. left over, yeah. and you're like, oh, these must not be necessary, but <laughs> in life, <laughs> but in life, instruction is so necessary so to get from. <laughs> 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 you know, you just think they're extra pieces like, in case you lose one. Why? But, like, why, why, do we, why yeah. are we like that? We know what we want to do. We know where we want to get to in life. And we know that in order to get to that point, we have to follow instruction. Mm -hmm. But we're like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, do this. Oh, my mom told me to do this. I'm going to do this. There must be some oh. alternative. I can yeah, there has to be an alternative. Like, there's no way that this is the only way that I can get to right. what I want to do right. in my life. And then we end up with a bunch of leftover pieces mm -hmm. that were so necessary. Right, right. And I mean, I'm always just like, how long is that bookshelf really going to, before yeah. you're, you know, walking <laughs> past it in the middle of the night to get some water and it falls on you? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, why? Why can't you just take the instructions? It's not there. 
they are what they are. And yeah. I think a lot of people, again, it goes back to pride where you feel like it's kind of arbitrary. Like God is saying, because I'm God and you're not. It's like, no. <laughs> if God <laughs> yeah. says don't, it's like, don't hurt yourself. Yeah. If God right. says like, this is the way, it's because he made you. So he's just trying to help you. But we, we have an issue. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. Because <laughs> it's him through us when, we, when we're not that way. He, he teaches us how to be sacred. Like, he's such a good example. Right. All the time of that. The wisdom. Um, so why is belief in the Genesis creation account the foundation of biblical wisdom? In the lesson, they talk about how wisdom was there mm -hmm. during the creation. I'm sorry, again. Yeah, we're going to have to like really dig into this one. Yeah. Like, why is no idea what's going on. belief in the Genesis creation account right. the foundation of biblical wisdom? Is there like a like a reference for that that we're looking at somewhere? Like we can look. Is there something that says that it is the foundation of biblical wisdom? Well, what are we like basing this off of? I think. Well, what you were saying earlier that Proverbs eight is Christ personified. Yeah. And and through Christ all things were created, and so how do we understand from from the Genesis from the creation story as it is in the in the Bible, um, what? One more time. Why is belief in the <laughs> Genesis creation account the foundation of biblical wisdom? wisdom. So the yeah. definition of wisdom as it is in the Bible, how does the foundation of the world also the foundation of that? Yeah, I mean, in verse 30 of Proverbs chapter 8, um, Marcellus, mm -hmm. you actually mentioned it earlier. It said, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Mm. And that sounds a lot like the Genesis creation. It would just be like day one, God would say, and it was good. And mm -hmm you know, wisdom or Christ or co-creator was there saying, this is good. I am blessing this. I feel like God had wisdom in everything that he did in creation. And he was wisdom mm -hmm. in everything that he did in creation and was in creation. So, so basically, wisdom existed before us and without us. Like wisdom is not a human thing. Wisdom right. was not suddenly something that started to exist when he created. Whether or not he had created Earth and Adam and Eve, there, would, there was always wisdom. Yeah. And when you think about the creation story, there has to be some level of wisdom to how things came to be. Because it's like, okay, you need light. Right. And then <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. let's True. make this separate from this. Yeah. Right. So that they can breathe and not be sea creatures. Okay, now let's have somewhere for them to walk. Right. Okay, yeah. now let's do that. Like everything was so perfectly um, planned out. It just, it couldn't have just been. You yeah. know that there had to have been some thought, some type of wisdom to the way that creation was. Right. Right. I mean, I agree with all these things, but like, I don't know. The question just seems like, it seems like it's striving for pattern recognition, right. <laughs> to be honest with mm. you. Like, and I'm not saying it's not there, because as you said, like, well, the Bible, the New Testament will outright call Christ wisdom. 
-hmm. It'll outright say that Christ is God's wisdom. Mm -hmm. That's what wisdom mm -hmm. is. Um, and then we have here in the Old Testament them personifying wisdom, and it sounds remarkably like Christ. Mm -hmm. And him being, the, every, all things being created by him and through him, and through him all things consist. Mm -hmm. um, and so then there's the connection with creation. Right. But like, I don't know, like taking, just like jumping from here to Genesis seems like just trying to like drag out dots and connect them. Well, I think um, the lesson draws out the fact that in the Hebrew, it's written, like even the style and the very words of Genesis 1 and, and, and Proverbs 8 are much the same and just the style. So that's what it's connected to. Right, right, and the meaning there. And the reason why, basically for me, the point of it is wisdom is not a concept, wisdom is not an item, wisdom is not um, this thing. Wisdom is God. Person. God yeah. is wisdom. Um, and always, if God is our creator, that means in anything in our lives, if we're going to have any wisdom at all, it's always going to start and end with God. Like all roads go back to that. So if we're seeking wisdom and, you know, because we tend to um, categorize and compartmentalize our lives and I need financial wisdom or I need spiritual wisdom or I need, you know, wisdom on, on how to, to get a career. And it's like, you need God. That's it. So could beginning you, and end. Could you imagine like just praying for wisdom, how decluttered your life would be? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And again, um, it's the application mm -hmm. of, because <laughs> you mm -hmm. can have wisdom like Solomon and then end up writing a book like Ecclesiastes when it's just like, <laughs> I'm so wise that I know that everything is vanity. You know, I'm sad. But, you know, it's just like. Praise God anyway. But praise fear the Lord, <laughs> fear, fear God and keep his commandments is how it ends. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But he, he knew that because yeah. he had the wisdom. Mm -hmm. But he, I feel like he did everything else. Yeah. To know, I think he proved. <laughs> when you even look at Proverbs and then look at Ecclesiastes, it's like, okay, this man was so wise and he wrote all these like Proverbs that, or even collected all these Proverbs. And then Ecclesiastes is just like, yeah, I didn't even follow yeah, what I, I just that. said. Exactly. And this is what I have to say for not following what I just told you guys to follow. Exactly. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we tend to think that we're so busy because we have like jobs and we have, you know, emails to read and we have, and I'm like, Solomon had how many wives and how many concubines and how many kids and he was, you know, king over a country. He must, as cluttered as we think we can be now, is probably a his, his <laughs> head space was probably 10 times oh, as man, cluttered. Terrible. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's like, you know what? Let's simplify. Let's cut all this stuff out of our hearts and minds and just focus and revolve around God, our, our everything, the, the beginning and end of everything, origin and fulfillment, alpha and omega. It, it all comes back to him. Like, we don't need to be constantly with the self-help books and watching this video and learning this seminar. <laughs> what we need more of is just God himself because he is wisdom right. and he will give us the wisdom that we need. More Learning more about him will give us the practical wisdom that we need to live our lives because we'll know because we're connected, boom, straight to that source. So are there any points in your life where you feel like maybe I should have listened? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Any specific She's like, point? What do you mean? <laughs> like, every single point. <laughs> every single one. Well, so you have many to choose from. I want to hear. <laughs> no, just, kidding. Kidding. just one example. <laughs> the least embarrassing one. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I, okay. I guess going back to the whole, my parents told me this, and now that I'm older, 
I realized that they were right, but you know, I still don't want to admit it. Like things as simple as paying bills and credit and stuff, like little <laughs> things that they taught oh, okay. me back in the day. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> credit. Credit. Credit's what we're doing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that I can. That I can associate with. Before that, before out, this yeah. whole time, I've been like, ah oh, man, but I don't know. I'm kind of like, I feel. Even the stuff that I've done, like that went terrible and that hurt me so much. Like I'm thankful for a lot of those things mm -hmm. because right. the experience of it, like I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just thankful for it. Right. Still, and but I'm not thankful for debt. No, <laughs> no. Take that back, Lord. I don't want that. No. Which is funny that that's coming up between all of us because I, when I was in high school, one of my uncles sat me down and he gave me a big stack of papers and he was like, "You need to apply for all these scholarships." You need to get all this free money. There's so free money, so much free money out there. You need to get this. Did I do that? No, I didn't. And now I'm in a ton of student debt. Yeah. So it's like I, at the time, I was not. Well, I was 16. I didn't know how the world worked. I didn't know there was going to be an economic meltdown. I didn't know about interest rates and all this craziness. I didn't. Explain this in high school. Anything about finance in high school. I think they do now. I can't. I can't say that I wasn't told. Like he cared enough to sit down with me and tell me to do that. Maybe not why I should have done it, but he did tell me. And I just, you know, in hindsight, it was his wisdom that I wasn't even, like, like I wasn't even able to absorb at that moment. And you also think about like how that's, that brings us to how we relate with God. Like, God tells us not to do something. He doesn't tell us why we shouldn't do it. He just says, don't do it. Mm. And then we're just like, eh, I'm not going to listen to what he said. Or I don't think that that's the right way to go. I'm just going to chart my own path, which God can use to make a beautiful, like something that could have been a sticky situation, very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so it's not to discredit like us not choosing our own path. However, like if you look at the times when God's just like, you should really just do what I say and not ask questions and not feel like you're right because perhaps I have something better. But instead of asking questions, like you look at Abraham, like God was just like, go. And he was like, okay. And he well, went. And then you yeah. see, I mean, obviously like during the, along the way, there were times where it was just, very, like his, his, go ahead. His, it's a tr what you're saying to me is, number one, it's a trust thing. At that point where you're obeying God the, the moment he speaks to you, um, that's like your default reflex. You're, that is because day after day over your life and experiences you've had, you've gotten to that point where, where you do. And, and questions themselves are not wrong. The angel comes to Mary and tells her she's going to have a baby, and she asks a legitimate question. How am I going to have a baby if I'm a virgin? I don't think she was questioning what, you know, the decision that God had made. She was just questioning, um, you know, how can I, how can I better fit and let me wrap my, around, my mind around this because I'm going to do exactly what you say. And then she follows that up with, may it be to me as you have said. So I, I think the questioning, you, and, and if you're honest with yourself, you know when you're, you're when you're asking questions because you're being sarcastic or because you're trying to avoid or because, you know, but. <laughs> Thank you so much for the discussion today. I'm sorry we had to cut it short. But if you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www. 
www.sabbathschool.org. Remember, the goal of the Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Bethany Anderson.